0: Good evening, and welcome to the NFL Draft. Let's go,
1: baby! Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Cut. I am your host, Chris Williams, and I am here with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you, man?
2: Doing good. Uh, lo- long day of getting ready for this, but glad, glad we're here.
1: Yes, so I am not only joined by Randy Hall, we are also joined tonight by the one and only, Adam Mack, and the other one and only, they're both one and only, uh, Brandon Sweet. Adam, how you doing, man?
3: I'm good, how are you guys
0: doing?
1: <laughs> good. Brandon, how are you?
0: I'm awesome, man. I've, I've been looking forward to this day since the last year, I think.
1: Yeah. We had a, a good time on it last year. Adam is a new addition. Last year we had Sean. Sean did not want to join us uh because this is the cool kids club and Sean apparently doesn't want to be a cool kid, so uh which is okay because we have a great Mega Mock first round episode ready for you today. Um now a couple stipulations before we just dive headfirst into this mock draft. It's supposed to be predictive. Um for better or for worse we we're, we're going to go over some picks that <laughs> that you know they might not happen and one of them a, a couple of them are my picks so and I'll talk through that process uh there's also trades involved so you'll see a few trade ups um Randy am I missing anything
2: uh I don't believe so with that I, we're just the other thing we had a little competition to see how the picks would go and it's going Uh, Brandon first, then Christian, then myself, then Adam, who self-sabotaged himself in a competition so we could have that pick, Uh, but it's just going to continue on that path uh, throughout all three rounds, so uh, Sweet actually gets one extra pick, thanks to comp picks in the third, but. He's our special boy, so that's why.
0: I'm special, Web Simpson, baby, coming through.
2: <laughs> Good stuff. All right. So,
1: with that being said, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Brandon Sweet are on the clock right Whoa. now.
2: Did you talk about the guide or the YouTube or anything? Oh no,
1: yeah, I definitely didn't. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I pushed the guide oh, no. so far out of my mind today because <laughs> so we we dropped it and I was like, oh my god, thank God that's over. That that took so long. So the the NFL draft guide is is out. It's free. It's on the website. If you go to the ffb.com/rankings, you will see a little PDF symbol. Click on that PDF and you get a free 127-page draft guide. We are excited for it. Uh gotten a lot of good feedback. Found some typos. We're updating the PDF right now as we speak. Uh <laughs> I forgot to fill in some of the strengths and weaknesses for like five players but it's okay we're fixing it and uh so yes the 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 draft guide is live
2: that's, i that's i blame happens, uh after multiple 3 a.m nights working on it right there that's that's the life
1: yeah yeah it, it got a little crazy there uh towards the end when it was when it was crunch time i was up until past three o'clock so yeah. um Yeah. So, And then the YouTube. YouTube's important because we are going live for the NFL Draft. Adam is evidently going to be, he calls himself Mel Kiper. I don't know if that's like a self-burn or if it's supposed to be like a good thing. Adam, you're going to come on, right?
3: Yeah, I'm supposed to be acting as Mel Kiper, giving my my two cents on players. Uh, I'm going to make sure to bring up only positive stories. Oh I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to dig deep into a player and bring up just the most negative information I can find on them. On Listen,
2: I, I'm going to have ESPN on one of my two TVs just to see because I'm going to laugh at whatever goes up there because they're going to find the most horrible thing about that person's life and it's just the darkest stuff ever and I just can't like mm-hmm. I have like I have to like nervously laugh at it like Haha, you just spent five <laughs> hours trying to find that out. Okay. Yeah. Or you could it's see crazy. how his three cone went. Like what I <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah, and that that's the stuff that we'll talk about. Brandon, are you planning on being on with us the whole
0: night? Yeah, just yeah. let me know when. I'm coming back from Denver the 28th, so I'll be back in town.
1: Sweet. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll be actually I, I've mentioned it before, but I'll be hopping in and out. I do know the logistics of that now, Randy. So you're gonna play producer there for a second uh when I'm out of here. Not that like Hopefully it's towards the end of the round. I think I'm penciled into one show at like 10 p.m. though, which is like, it, like, like
2: 15, pick, 16. Yeah, like that.
1: yeah, somewhere around there. So uh, Randy's going to play producer, but we are going to go live for day one and hopefully day two and three of the NFL draft. Maybe not three. Definitely trying for two. Um, so make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube. So search the Cut FFB On YouTube we're also going to be live on Twitter so that's at the cut FFB Uh, I might try to rig it up so it goes straight to my Twitter as well Uh, so we'll we'll see how that goes we might go live on Facebook not entirely sure but just follow us on all the places and then catch the show on draft night Um, and then make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast if if this is your first time in uh, it's normally normally just Randy and myself. And sometimes we have some guests. If you look back a couple episodes, Matt Waldman was on sweet comes on pretty frequently. Adam's been on a few times and I'm sure he'll be on even more as we get into this off season and, and into next season as well. So uh, make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast. And if you like what you hear, drop us a four or five star review. It really helps the podcast. We would definitely appreciate it. If you think we're a one star podcast, just DM us and tell us to fuck off. Um, <laughs> All right. Now, now that I've done all that, all that fun <laughs> stuff, let's get into the Mega Mock draft. So, as I said before, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Brandon Sweet are on the clock with the first pick.
0: You know, I think I'm going to take my time and, you know, see what kind of trade offers I get here.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you're going to get an offer, it just doesn't mean it's, you're going to take it.
0: You know, I think I'm just going to chill for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We 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 all we all know they're taking that full clock. It they have to. I think it's written into the contracts of the first overall pick. But
0: yeah, I'm gonna let this clock bleed out until about nine minutes in. (laughs) So okay. Anyway, I I really love Mac Jones here. Uh, There's not a gun to my head right now. There's not a gun to my head right now. No, Trevor Lawrence (laughs) is the pick, obviously quarterback out of Clemson. Um, We're gonna find out a lot about. Him and a lot about all of the evaluators in the next two to three years. To see if he is the real deal or if he is not the real deal, or if he's gonna pull an Andrew Luck and you know retire at like 28. Um, I think he loves the game. Obviously, he's talented. He's got everything that you want a quarterback. It's just a matter of what are the Jaguars gonna do around him? Is he going to be in a position of success um, for his career, especially early on? We know how that affects a young quarterback. So, again, I'm going to go with Florence, and I just pray to God that they surround him with the talent and the protection that he needs.
1: Well, luckily, you you've got some friends here that'll pick for the Jaguars later in this draft. I you might get another I get too, actually. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you'll get to put the the weapons and the protection around him. So that's good stuff. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much a done deal. So if you would have went somewhere else, we probably would have said, no, you can't do that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I am on the clock, right? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Good good job. (laughs) it's It's been a long time since I made this pick. We've been, we've been working on this. So, uh, I'm on the clock with the New York jets. Uh, there, I still don't think this, this pick is written in stone. I really don't. I think Justin Fields has a chance to be selected second overall. I think Trey Lance actually has a chance to be selected second overall. However, in everything that we've heard for the last two months, probably Zach Wilson is the pick. And so I went with Zach Wilson, the quarterback out of BYU. Uh, He kind of fits their scheme. I I like what he does uh, in terms of when he gets out of the pocket when he's throwing off platform. It's a lot of good stuff. The Jets definitely need someone who can throw off platform, uh, because their offensive line is still kind of a hodgepodge of players other than Mikai Becton. So um so yeah, Zach Wilson's the pick and it's not the pick I would make, but we're predictive. We know this. Justin Fields, QB1. We know that. That's it. That's all I have to say.
2: Uh it's yeah. Honestly like they should still consider all options, but we're at the point where they pretty much should have made up their mind at this point. Um, speaking of the 49ers, uh, just got off of today having a, another pro day with Trey Lance. Uh, so they have a big decision to make over the next week or so. I went with Justin Fields here just because I do think he is the second best quarterback in this class and has an ultra high ceiling. I think anyone that falls here, the Forty ers whichever. What it is will succeed. I just don't think you trade all the way up for a guy that doesn't have a ton of upside. So I think this has to be Lance or Fields. I want Fields. You're a smart guy. I that some people say that. A lot of people don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Adam, you are on the clock with the Atlanta Falcons.
3: So talk the Atlanta to us. Falcons. You know, there's a lot of talk that they're going to move on from Matt Ryan. I don't think they're ready to do that quite yet. I think he still has a little bit of fire left in his tank. Their offense wasn't really, you know, that bad last year. You know, he has weapons in Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. I don't think they're ready to move on from a quarterback. I think there's reports that they might uh, lean towards Kyle Pitts. However, I think their defense is just super, super poor. And I think they can get a pretty good you know, upgrade. So I'm gonna go give him Patrick Sertain, cornerback out of Alabama. He's the best defensive player that comes with the least amount of baggage that would make sense going fourth overall. I think he's an upgrade to what they have right now, especially in the division. So I'm going to to uh to Atlanta. That's a
1: that's a good way to word that, dude. Uh he's the best defensive player with the least amount of baggage. I, I like that. That's good stuff. Um
2: Yeah. A guy that graded ultra high, don't you read our draft guide. Um, I think he's my ninth overall player. Um, I'm not quite sure what he falls for you on your big boy Christian, but he's an absolute lockdown corner. They went corner early last year, so maybe some people think that's off base, but they none of them graded that well. I mean, their defense wasn't awful or atrocious. I think they really should have won more games and shouldn't be picking at four anyways, but honestly, there's not an edge here that works, so it's either trade out, take Pitts, or take Sertain, probably, or Lance, I guess, technically, but like...
1: I, I think there's some justification too because AJ Terrell, in my opinion, wasn't a first-round talent last year. So,
2: no. I don't late, know that they're... Late first at best. You know that Right.
1: Course. And I don't think they're cutting their losses here, but they're putting him in a position where he can succeed as the CB2 for that team now.
2: So. Yeah. They, they have uh, Isaiah Oliver and good lord who Kendall Sheffield. So, like... Eh. <laughs> I yeah. mean, depth, good depth pieces for sure, but they Definitely. Sir Tate clearly comes in as that corner one
3: and yeah.
2: hopefully helps the secondary to be something good.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can see them going many different defensive players. They could take the risk and take Parsons. That would be yeah. I think two. But like I said, better defensive player with the least amount of baggage right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Sweet. You're on the clock at five with the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Okay, so I know we've all heard the talk of, you know, draft DeMar Chase, draft DeMar Chase, draft DeMar Chase. Well, to me, I mean, it would be a great pick, but you've got T. Higgins and you've got Tyler Boyd. And you've also got a couple other guys that, you know, could fill in and be the third and fourth receivers. And I think protecting Joe Burrow on his blind side is the most important thing for this franchise so, I'm going to select Panay Soul, uh, the, the offensive tackle out of Oregon, who should slide in on the left side. Um, and they also signed Riley Reef in the offseason. So, I think he could slide over to right tackle. And you figured two possessions, hopefully, at least for the short term in Riley Reef and one for the long term in Panay Soul to protect Joe Burrow. Like I said, he's just coming off a serious knee injury in his first season. So, I think. This has to be the pick if he's there, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, hopefully the the pictures today of them as like their offensive weapons will start people stopping that whole trend. That makes him sitting in the chair with, for the whole group pick because he couldn't stand because yeah. he got beat up for so long. Yeah, And then Joe Burrow has a massive scar on his leg still, obviously, from having the major surgery to his knee. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully they figure it out. And then, I mean, you have three starting caliber tackles. One of them plays guard. Your line gets better no matter what.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I actually I I like this idea and that like you can put Reef on the right side probably. Sewell starts at left tackle and then Jonah slides into left guard because then you have a really strong offensive line at that yeah. point. Yeah. All right. I'm on the clock with the Miami Dolphins, and this was kind of like not a scenario that I expected to to see with Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase on the board and Realistically, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith, because um, I think those are all in play at six. There was a report today that the Dolphins are thinking about moving back again. Like I don't, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't think.
2: Well, um, I mean, you should stay open. I I don't think they're like massive pieces away from being a playoff team. So I think they're going to get a good player no matter what.
1: Yeah, but if that's the case, why trade back up to six? Listen,
2: I I, I think to have freedom, I I don't know. I you I know, guess. we so, we were all confused by that trade <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it, it we didn't, didn't think make the Eagles would want to go back. We didn't think the Dolphins wanted to pick that early. Clearly, but
1: I think what probably is happening is they expect that one of their targets will not be gone, or that multiple will be on the board. So, uh. What I was faced with, Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase and the other guys, like I said, I went with Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida, and I say tight end fairly loosely. Uh, he's just a weapon for this offense. He's going to get open. I know they have Mike Gesicki. I understand that. I'd take Kyle Pitts 100 times out of 100 over Mike Gesicki, who I know is also an athletic freak. Uh, and he, He's a good tight end in his own right, but Kyle Pitts can split out wide. He can line up in line. He can line up in the slot. It doesn't matter. I think he's the first pass catcher off the board, and so I went with him at six.
2: Well, I mean, there's not really an argument against it. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not like they run two tight ends already. Uh I don't even remember who their other guy was, but he never touched the ball anyways, so I, I don't know. It Maybe this deters them from drafting receiver in the next couple rounds, which is fine, because it's not like a dire need anyways, but Right. Kyle Pitts is incredible. I I really can't fault anyone for picking him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the Lions, maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably. Or but, 49ers, I, guess. I don't know. But even then,
1: it's Kyle Pitts.
2: Exactly. So uh well, speaking of the Lions, uh I'm on the clock and the Lions aren't. Uh, I <laughs> also <laughs> had the Patriots and we discussed a trade up. I I moved up with the Patriots to get Trey Lance. Uh they traded the Lions traded the 7th pick for the Patriots' 15th, 42nd. 120th and a next year third. Uh, and then obviously get Trey Lance to be the transition uh, pro- backup for this year, but transition to the perennial starter for hopefully the next decade for them. They're clearly transitioning to a more mobile QB system. I think Belichick had the taste of that extra runner to really have an incredible running attack. I don't think he's going to want to get rid of that anytime soon. Cam should have a good year. Shouldn't feel threatened, but he's only back for another year. Or so, get the guy of the future. You're never listen. Many people said that the Patriots were dog shit this last year. They got the 15th pick. They were dog shit and got the 15th pick, and then they signed everyone. Everyone it seems like so how are They're not going to be lower than 15. So this is the only chance they have to get a QB in the future, really, that has this kind of upside.
0: I'm sensing some collusion here going on with the Lions and the Patriots. <laughs> I, Albania, not anymore. Yeah. That whole that whole regime's gone because they nope. sucked. No,
2: I'm talking about you. I, the, the Patriots would trade up. I That's asked true. you if the Broncos wanted to and you said no. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't want to. Drew Locke.
1: We all believe in Drew Locke. We do. Podcast. We
2: do. It might be misguided belief. But we
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um. All right. Uh, who's on the clock now? Um,
3: Adam. Adam's on the clock. We it's needed to this. So I'm sorry. Me and uh, the yeah. Carolina Panthers. So I know a lot of people are always saying that everyone wants to see a Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow reunion. But I'm looking forward to a Joe Brady and Jamar Chase reunion. I think if he's going to fall, I think Matt Rule and the Panthers are going to kind of hop on, you know, take advantage of it. You know, they have DJ Moore. They have Robbie Anderson. I think you know, Jamar Chase is going to be an instant upgrade to both those players. They have a new quarterback in Sam Darnold who hasn't really had many weapons throughout his career. Getting one of the best wide receivers in this class. I think if he falls to Carolina, they're going to just have to pull the trigger and take him. Could also see them trading back. But I thought if Chase is going to fall to him, they're going to just pull the trigger and take Jamar Chase.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> It's Silence.
2: it's it's a BPA pick. Like it's not it's not awful by any means. Like obviously Jamar Chase is incredible, so there's really like what are you gonna say about that?
1: <laughs> it it's interesting that you brought up the, the Joe Brady connection too. Like that <clears throat> that does make it interesting if he's sitting there at eight, which I mean in real so in reality we see receivers overly mocked in the top 10 to 15 and then in the real nfl draft they start to fall because the position's so deep we saw it last year cd lamb fall into the pick 17 uh i think we're gonna see it with some of these guys this year and you're gonna see that reflected in this mock as well so uh he could very well be sitting there at eight i don't i don't hate it man i like that you would have dj Moore on the outside jamar chase on the other side robbie anderson in the slot Sounds good to me.
2: I really don't know how they would align perfectly. They could you all, know? They're they all switch like, around, clearly. Yeah. But, yeah, it's Crazy. it's an embarrassment of riches there uh, for Darnold's last shot, really. So,
1: I like it. All right. Uh, sweet. You're back on the clock
0: all right, so the Broncos. Yes. Yeah, so, number nine, the Broncos are going to make a rare in-division draft day's trade. Uh, it does happen time to time but George Payton and the rumors have coming out of Denver that they wanted to trade back and as a fan of them I've seen them trade back you know multiple years so I think it's definitely um, a possibility if the guy that they want is not there uh, which in this case I would like them to take certain if he was there um, I know we had originally mocked them to get Farley but with the injury concerns he's he's definitely going to slide so I've got them trading back with the Chargers uh, at number 13. They're going to give up – Denver's going to give up number nine, and they're going to get picks 13, 77, and 159. Uh, Kind of similar thought process with the Bengals pick with the Chargers here, uh, protecting uh, their franchise quarterback, Justin Herbert. I'm going to give them Sean Slater, uh, the offensive lineman. Out of Northwestern, he's uh seems to be a hybrid type of guy, so I think wherever he fits in best on that line is, is that's that's where it's going to be. Um, whether it's yeah. tackle or guard, I know we all have opinions on that, but I know the right tackle position right now is pretty weak. Um, so it's no, going to depend on, on what, nope. what they decide. Their,
1: their left side the left is tackle. actually weak yeah. with okay. Trey Pipkins, yeah. They have Blogger, right? Yeah,
0: Blogger's on the right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: so you were like, wrong it's still pretty weak he wasn't yeah, very good last yeah
0: it's year. not top tier but it's not <laughs> awful
2: um chargers are one of the very few spots that i think slater starts at left tackle day one so uh, probably best for him because i like, he clearly wants to play tackle and he's an incredible player so this is smart pick by the chargers they also have two third round picks i believe so really they're not losing much here right. to get a stellar player
1: yeah I like the pick. All right, but that made my pick fairly easy. So uh, initially, Sweet, I thought you were going to go with uh, J.C. Horn, the corner out of South Carolina with the Broncos, but because you traded back, it left J.C. Horn there for the Cowboys to select at 10. Uh, I think it's one of those two players. You mentioned Sertain uh, because he's off the board. Horn's still there. I think he fits pretty well. I think really any secondary help is going to be positive for the, the Cowboys. I know that they've got to look at Ed rusher as well. They did lose some pieces there. Uh, not a massive, massive need. I know some people think they need linebacker and Micah Parsons is sitting on the board, but uh, they've invested too much money in the linebacker position to realistically draft one at 10. It's kind of like the, the Falcons with the quarterback room. So I went with JC Horn, who profiles as probably their CB1 from day one. Uh with uh Trayvon Diggs on the other side. So or you could flip it for a few games. It, I don't care, but
2: it doesn't matter. It's gonna be a, it's an insane duo for yep. sure. It's fun, very fun. Speaking of fun, uh Giants, probably no fun there, actually. Sorry guys. Um <laughs> they there's wide receivers at the board here. Let's just get that out of the way. So many, so many mocks have to go wide receiver, but with the addition of Kenny Galladay. It seems like more of a depth pick at that point. Obviously, if you picked Smith or or Waddle here, they would be the wide receiver too easy. But I think you really need to figure out what you got with the other guys in this team. So I went another way. I went with Micah Parsons, who is kind of perfect for the Giants defense. They need a linebacker that can really do it all because they play multiple, multiple defenses. And he could do pretty much everything. He's an average cover guy. Uh that's his literally the only thing he has to work on, but besides that he could do everything else. Uh I think he could start outside linebacker for you early. He could possibly start Mike if you needed it, but they don't. Uh he can edge rush at times. He's an incredible blitzer. He's gonna be used as a perfect chess piece there. So it's a great fit.
1: Yeah, I like it. I know uh Adam, if uh if Parsons would have made it to your Eagles with the next pick, would you have selected him?
3: So, actually kind of tied in what I was going to mention. So, as an Eagles fan, yes. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I know where predictive, this is going. Though, I agree. <laughs> but since what is a predictive mock, because I have the next pick with the Eagles, and I really wanted to take Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa, because Eagles have no linebackers, um, or at least long-term lineback- linebacker options. Yeah. The big thing with the Eagles is they've never – Howie Roseman has never valued the position. Haven't drafted a linebacker in the first round since, I believe, mid to early 90s, late 90s. Somewhere I wasn't born yet. (laughs) Why start now? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. My other pick was was J.C. Horn. He's gone. Rashawn Slater's gone. Kind of leaves us with, you know, the only possible players to take here is either Waddle or Smith. I'm hoping Howie Roseman. I'm thinking maybe this is the year that he tries to win back the fans and takes the bigger name wide receiver. So I'm giving him Devontae Smith, um, wide receiver Alabama. I wouldn't be surprised with Waddle. I wouldn't be surprised if he took Kadarius Tony because hey, why not? I wouldn't be surprised if he took Kyle Trask because – World's quarterback factory.
2: And... <laughs> Jesus Christ, gross. Listen, we all know they prefer the smaller receivers out of the better of the group. So we'll see how this yeah. goes. No, but Devonta Smith is going to be the best receiver day one. Probably the best weapon day one. Honestly, only competition would be Sanders. I guess. I mean, like, like Goddard will probably thrive still, but like this, he's so so good. And Jalen Hurst is going to need all the help he can get.
1: He doesn't need a lot of help because he's really good. Stop good. stop with the hate. Uh, yeah. We'll, I, we'll I, see. We'll see. I, I did hear, I don't remember where, it was an interesting question or scenario where Devontae Smith, if he hits, is an outlier and it doesn't really align with like the analytical approach that the Eagles would normally take. But you have to wonder if there's film guys in their room that are like, no, dude don't be stupid, take Devontae Smith. I,
2: I don't know. And the Eagles are a weird organization where every, like, year we... And it's not, like, it's just weird because you don't hear, like, this guy made this pick, this guy made... like, But for the Eagles, you hear Howie made this pick, Owner made this pick, the head coach made this one. So let's see who fucking wins. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm just going to bet it's not the linebacker, <laughs> which is probably the biggest need.
3: I'm yeah. hoping with Sirianni being, you know, having a big wide receiver background, and that's obviously being his, you know, expertise, is that they're gonna try to get a guy in here, day one for him. If they don't take him at twelve, they take it at thirty-seven. Yeah, um, that's what my hope, what I would expect. But you know, Howie <laughs> Roseman really and Jeffrey Laurie are in—they're in a little bubble sometimes. That's
2: for true. this season, wide receiver. Just- like a top end wide receiver is arguably the only like need for the Eagles offense. I mean let's just be fair. Yeah. For this like they, they, they have an older but solid line. Uh I mean a quarterback that's a project, a really good running back. Project
1: you take receivers. That
2: back. You I take
1: mean that let's back about Jalen
2: Hurts. He is He's a it. It, hey. <laughs> yeah. Speak, all of them. yeah. projects all right. can get be at a plus doesn't mean Yay. it's gonna suck
1: you're right you're right uh sweet you're on the clock with the broncos after the trade back
0: yeah so i wasn't really happy with how things went um in front of me <laughs> yeah i fuck think, you i think uh i think parsons is gonna be there um in my opinion i think i think they'll snag him if they do trade back according to randy not according to Randy, but yeah, he's You'd have before.
2: picked at nine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I thought about it, but I don't think nine is a good value for a linebacker. So that's why it I slid may back. not be, but I don't know if thirteen is either. But um, <laughs> but uh, we're we're gonna go with it because again, Christian I mean, was all over it. I was gonna take Horn, but the offseason signings of Darby and Fuller and Callahan coming back, I, I just don't think they take a corner at the ninth overall pick anymore. And again, I, I could be totally wrong because I, I've been wrong one, two, I think three times in my life. So, <laughs> know. Seems right, seems right. I've been wrong before. <laughs> so we're going to go with Jeremiah Ousu Karamoa from the, the Notre Dame University, uh, the Golden Domer. Um, he's, a, uh, he's a more modern day linebacker. He's, he's a guy who can three down linebacker. He's not going to be that run stuffing linebacker. Um, but Denver's linebacking core is, is average, and Alexander Johnson is going to be thirty. Josie Jewell, he's just a sub linebacker right now. He's not not very good in my opinion. He's he's just a guy out there, you know. He's it, yeah. gonna play a couple downs every drive, and I I want to see some more athleticism. So that's that's why I went with,
2: with, uh, with yeah. The best argument I've heard because I've seen. Jeremiah Wilson, go there a good amount, honestly. Best argument I've heard is if you look at this fucking division, you have to have a linebacker that can cover tight ends, because you have Kelsey, you have Waller, you had Hunter Henry. Right now they have Jared Cook. Odds are they get a tight end in the future too. And for the Chargers, you got to have someone, and he'll battle against Noah Fan every day and get better. So, uh, and for for as much as he's not like a true run stuffer, he's a hard hitter. So he'll be able to make some highlight plays. I love him. Honestly, he's one of my favorite players to watch. It's
3: like You're Jeremy like Chin. <laughs>
2: it's like Jeremy Chin, but bigger. I, I like it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or Isaiah Simmons, but not as yeah. good in coverage. Uh, we only we only compare from last year. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm on the clock with the Minnesota Vikings at 14, and uh, Randy actually texted me after he said. I thought that was going to be someone else. Uh, So this might be a shocking pick, but I went with Jalen Phillips, the edge out of Miami. Athletic freak. Obviously, the injury concerns are there. uh, But if you remove the injury concerns, Jalen Phillips is by far the best edge in this class, I would say by like a full round. uh, Because right now, how it shakes out is I have seconds on everyone. Uh, Jalen Phillips without injury concerns would have a first round grade for me. So. I went with him here at 14. His over-under, actually, I saw on DraftKings is set at 17.5, so uh, he would hit the the under there, which I, I think that's a good spot for him. I think he's going to go higher than we think just because if his medical is clear, like I said, he's the best edge rusher. The Vikings need ed- edge rusher help. So, I won't.
2: Yeah, I think the earliest he could go is 10 to the Cowboys. More yeah. than likely 11 to the Giants, but Vikings are definitely they definitely need an opposite edge. Uh <laughs> we'll see how this plays out. But yeah, I thought it was gonna be Vera Tucker, because that's actually like the fan favorite. Like that's who we yeah. want every that's what you see in every mock. So I'm um, fine going for it, especially with a talented player. Cool. Uh and keeping the Jalen trade going, uh the trade the Lions traded back, they're gonna now get a receiver they probably could have picked at seven and probably would have. Uh Jalen Waddle. Watashiva Alabama, incredible talent. He's their alpha day one, no question. Jared Goff needs alpha bad. Uh, This is a rebuilding team by every measurable, and they needed to trade back to continue that rebuild. Um, And uh, honestly, Waddle, I think think you take Chase over him at seven with the way the board shook out, but it's definitely a, a big conversation.
1: I just, I'm not here for the Brashad Perryman disrespect. Uh, he's their <laughs> alpha, pretty clearly.
0: Listen,
2: <laughs> as as a guy that's had Brashad Perryman on his bench in Dynasty Leagues for multiple years, uh, I definitely want him to be an alpha, but let's be real. <laughs> he's only an alpha for certain spurts on a team that has no one fucking left. So I just don't see it happening.
1: Well, luckily the Lions still... We'll have no one left, even after drafting Waddle. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, Adam. Not a Lions you, podcast. Not <laughs> a Lions. Fucking <laughs> That's true.
3: Adam, you are on the clock with the Cardinals. So, with the Cardinals. Um, a couple different routes I was thinking about going. However, I really think they're going to focus on the cornerback here. Um, and then there's two that I think are worthy of going at 17. Caleb Farley, obviously being the first one, but I think there's in, the injury concerns. Or the reason I think he's going to be falling, and then the guy who I have him taking is Greg Newsome, cornerback uh, from Northwestern. I think it's going to be one of the two, one of the one of the other. I think with Farley's injuries concerns, I think the Arizona Cardinals are very close to going all in, especially with you no know, game JJ Watt, you know, with Patrick Peterson you no know, no longer there, they need to get his replacement. I think it's going to be Newsome. I, I
2: hope for their sake they can get someone to trade up and they don't fall that far down. But, yeah, I think they go corner. It's just they they have, like, six picks in total, and it's, like, a first, a third, I think, or just a first, a second, and a fifth or something. It's yeah. it's really bad. <laughs> like, they could, <laughs> yeah. they could deal with getting more draft capital because uh, they definitely have a lot of holes, and corner's the biggest one probably, so... I,
1: I do want to mention, like, we talk about Caleb Farley and his injury risk and concern. Um, Greg Newsom pretty much has the same thing. It's just not as recent. So he's never played a full season. Uh, but when he's on the field, I mean, he, he's a good football player. There There's a lot of buzz with him in the top uh, 20, 15 to 20 picks. So I like it. Big fan. Sweet, you're up. Raiders. <laughs>
0: All right, so my uh, my favorite team, the Las Vegas Raiders, depending on what hat John Gruden feels like wearing uh, on the sidelines. We're going to see if he Fs up another first-round pick. Um, and I'm really just teasing Randy. Uh, Raiders are the rivals, but, you know, I respect them, even though they always split with us every year, no matter what's going on, unless we have Peyton Manning. That division
2: <laughs> splits no matter the fucking <laughs> what, dude. Like, Never passed Ra- 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 Raiders <laughs> split with them every year too. <laughs> no- That's no- <laughs>
0: beat him. That's
2: crazy. Oh. Makes no. They should have beat him twice.
0: <laughs> anyway, off topic, but I'm going with the uh, linebacker. They need a linebacker. I'm Jameen Davis. It's been it's been kind of fun to uh, follow his path here to the draft, and I know Christian and Randy talked about him a, a few weeks ago, and. Wasn't really on my radar. And then you can see, you know, with mock drafts coming out and watching the NFL network that guys are starting to talk about him. And he's he's currently rising up the draft boards, um, which I think we had him probably second or third for a while. And that Christian and Randy probably had eyes on him sooner than that. But yeah, there you go. Christian's showing me his tweet. He's a fringe first round talent. So. February. <laughs> you how uh, the cut feels about him. So I think. I'm going to Las Vegas is uh, is a good spot for him. And, you know, they'll continue to look to improve that defense. So,
1: Randy, we turn to you as our Raiders correspondent. Yeah. So, How do you... I,
2: they spent a lot of money at linebacker. And what they've gotten with it is some coverability, but a lot of run stopping uh, if they can get some, like, nose tackle help. Um, but they definitely don't have a true cover linebacker. Travis Kelsey murders them. Jameen Davis could help with that. Uh, he he's very very good maybe this is a slight reach but it's not like the raiders don't fucking do that every year so uh <laughs> this is clearly another one but this is my favorite one by far uh over uh arnett and feral
1: <laughs> yeah especially arnett like,
2: I, I like arnett but like
0: <laughs> yeah feral another year i think one more year
2: i, I think Ferrell is going to be a rotational edge but a rush d tackle i think he's gonna thrive this year arnett on the other hand yeah we'll see (laughs) yeah jameen davis gonna thrive though that's
1: for sure that is for sure so now i am on the clock with the miami dolphins again uh so i gave them did i give them cow pits that's who i gave them jesus uh so now i had you know there's a few different ways i could go here I personally, you know, I know it's predictive, but I'm trying to lean on my board a little bit because there is some buzz about Christian Barmore, the interior defensive lineman, being regarded as a top 10 pick because of how bad this defensive line class really is. Uh, because he falls all the way to 18, the Dolphins don't have a vast need really anywhere on that defense. They're a very good defense. Um I think they could probably stand to use some linebacker help. Their safeties are only okay, but I don't think they're going to take Trayvon Morig here. And so I went with Christian Barmore who can, you know, he, he doesn't need to be super, super impactful right away, but he can be, I think with this Miami defense. So I like the pick.
2: Of course you do. You made it. Um, Exactly. But no, (laughs) honestly, like they have like, they run more of like a 3-4, and he could take the place of either Raquan Davis, which is probably not, or Emmanuel Agba, which more likely. Um, and he's more of a rushy tackle. He's just an athletic freak. I think he could thrive there. Um, it's not, like you said, it's not the biggest need, but they're definitely, like we said before, they're a team that can draft BPA. With as many picks as they have, they can still fill needs later and get two of the best talents of the draft. Uh, Speaking of great talents, uh, that's the nicest thing I'll say about Mac Jones. The Washington football team takes Mac Jones. Um, I feel like if he just falls, it's the same thing I've said for a while with the Patriots. Like if they don't trade up and Mac Jones just falls to 15, they almost have to take him. Like it's almost irresponsible just to not take him Um, because they don't have a QB in the future. Cam's on a one year deal. They have to completely re figure it out, but they traded up in this one. The football teams in the same situation. They have Fitzpatrick, and besides that, they have like at best shots at something else. I mean, uh, Mac Jones could sit for a year and learn behind the true gunslinger of the world, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Taylor uh, Ryan. Taylor Ryan as well. <laughs> um, but he's he's a like he's a safe quarterback. He's probably gonna be he's gonna be better than Kirk Cousins, in my opinion even though that's the guy he's compared to a lot because people for 8 smoke. smoke. Um, he, he is very, very good. In any other class, he'd probably be a lock to be a top-10 pick, honestly. But there's just four gods in this one, and Mac Jones just doesn't measure up. But he does measure up to be the future of the football team who's a, a team that's already based to be perfect for him with high-value wide receivers, a great running back, and an incredible defense that's only getting better.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with you in oh, that. Fuck? I don't think that what? you have to take him. <laughs> so I, I no, do like, uh, I like this pick, but I don't think they have to take him.
2: See, my only thing is, if you let him fall and you don't take him, then you're most likely in the next round taking maybe a Mills, better quarterback. Maybe Mills, who won't be a better quarterback. Maybe Mond, who Could won't be. be a better quarterback. Or won't be. Uh, <laughs> wow, um, Trask, Trask. Who definitely won't be better. Trask. I mean, what? Be I? I think there's a. That's the thing. Like, if if you don't take him here, you absolutely have to take quarterback next round. Like, you are absolutely forced because you don't have a future, and you are way too good of a team to get a high pick. What are
3: you um, saying that Kyle Trask isn't going to be good? I was told the only reason Kyle Pitts is relevant is because Kyle Trask is good.
2: Who the fuck told you that? It's actually the op. I think everyone says the same opposite. guy,
0: the same homeless guy who told Jimmy Haslam to draft Johnny Manziel. That's, that's pretty <laughs> cool with
2: that. hey. Still better pick than Brandon Whedon. Okay. really. <laughs> <our>, uh, <laughs> slight legs. <laughs> At least he won the king.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I I don't mean to hate on the pick because I think it's a good pick.
2: No, too. it's it's a great fit. I. It's just, it's just one of those things. Like if you don't have a quarterback of the future, truly, and one that would be not be able to be picked at 19 in most drafts is there. You have you almost have to take him I always say almost because you're not you do not forced to take anyone. It's just, it's, I, it doesn't yeah. make the team immediately better. But they have other picks, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's speed up a little bit here, so we don't get too far off the rails. Adam, you're on the clock with the Chicago Bears.
3: Yeah. So for the Bears, I give. I think they're going to go Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from, from Minnesota. Um, I know they just signed uh, Marquise Goodwin. I don't think he's going to be a long-term solution there. I think he'll I'll make rob- the team. Yeah, <laughs> probably will to make the team. So there you go. So you will make it to. Three season. Allen Robinson is obviously there, but he's he was franchise franchise tagged. He's not gonna he's not gonna be there long term either. You know they have two quarterbacks now who are obviously not in the long term solution. I, they have two players that say they're quarterbacks, but I think you know they need offensive weapons, so might as well give them Rashad Bateman.
1: I don't hate it, man. I mean, I everyone knows how much I love Rashad Bateman. I you know, I'm I'm torn because I think Rashad Bateman's obviously worth a first round pick. I also think that the NFL's not gonna see him that way. And so I don't I don't know what to do with
0: Rashad Bateman in my Yeah. Draft.
2: I mean, but I, I mean there's no quarterback from the take, so it's pretty much between like a tackle or Wide receiver and Bateman's by far the best receiver left. So,
3: part of me is the thought about having them move up to try to get a quarterback. But then, with the amount of money they have invested right now in Nick Foles and Andy Dalton, this is too much money to have invested in the quarterback room. And then to bring in, obviously, if they're drafting a quarterback in the first round, you're not drafting him to be a long term backup. You're drafting him to be a starter. And with the amount of money they have in the quarterback room right now. Trading up would just, just look foolish coming from that franchise. 100%. Yeah,
0: facts.
1: All right, uh, Sweet, you're on the clock with the Indianapolis Colts.
3: All right, so
0: with number 21 overall, I got them going with Aziz Ojalari. Um, he's an edge out of Georgia, probably a day two guy, so I could see them definitely moving back and possibly getting him or, or one of the other edge rushers, but I was unable to find a trade partner. <laughs> well, I just decided to take him because <laughs> they lost Justin. <laughs>
2: I was unable to find
0: a uh,
3: <laughs>
0: Justin Houston's out there in the free agent market still, so they could still bring him back. But they do need an edge rusher, and they have Tyquan Lewis, and uh, they signed uh, Al Muhammad. Um, yeah, their so
2: edges like, are dog you're, shit you're you're right okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. so i went with him i think he's got upside i think again i think it might be more of a project um but again they have a a pretty deep roster and like i said there's still a couple of edge rushers out there that they could sign for for one year deal um and let him kind of grow into um you know the player that i think he can be a solid seven rotational player i would say uh, at some point in his career,
2: yeah, uh, Aziz is my best edge. Obviously, thanks to Jalen Phillips's uh, injury history, but uh, he he is so so good. He could drop back into coverage as well. He's going to be used great over there. They need edge help desperately. That's a much better pick than the next one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, facts. I, you know, I didn't love it either. So stop did you Did you look Remember at the depth chart?
0: At four overall, like we couldn't figure out what to do with the. <laughs> Right.
1: <laughs> uh, so the Tennessee Titans, um,
0: they uh, have a lot.
1: They have a lot uh, of needs. They have their their main need is definitely wide receiver. I understand. Like if they don't take a first round wide receiver, uh, I think fans are going to be fairly upset. However, Titans fans, I'm sorry, I did not go with first round wide receiver because this is a deep class and I think they can find starters later. I went with Quiddy Pay, the edge rusher out of Michigan. Randy's shaking his head already. I think at this point, like, uh, set aside what I think about the edge rushers, okay, and think about where Quiddy Pay is being mocked in in most circles, right? So that means that in in some form or fashion, the NFL thinks very highly of quitty Pay, which I I don't. He's my edge three. Um, uh, granted, behind the two guys that already went, so. That's where he would be a value, but he's a second-round player for me. But the Titans—they—they they have Harold Landry. They signed uh, uh, Bud Dupree, but that's it. That's really all they have. And so, who else do they have, Randy?
2: Uh, they also that's- have Danico Autry. They also have—he plays edge He plays edge. Uh, they have a three-four scheme though. Yeah. Uh, they also have Jeffrey Simmons, and they also have Dylan Macdonald tackle. Where's Quiddie Pay playing? Well, he—I
1: mean, I think Quiddie Pay is probably sliding into one of those three defensive line slots pretty early. He's, he's not so a got, nose
2: tackle. He's not better than Jeffrey Simmons. So,
1: so yeah. So then you've got—he's better than Danico Autry, though. So I'm I would sure say you play Pay. You play Pay. He's not your nose tackle. Play pay. No. That's a fucking awful saying. I, that's why uh, I
2: left. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then you've got Bud Dupree as one of your edge rushers, uh, or like outside linebacker edge rushers, three, four edge rushers, and then you've got Harold Landry as as the other side. that's just like you're making a strength of strength here.
2: Yeah, and so I, I agree. That's kind and of. I'm what, pretty what sure Janico Autry's on a one year deal. So, like that part, I agree with. It's kind of the same thing as the Browns getting him at twenty six, where it's not like an absolute need right now, but it's a need in the future, and he's really, really good. Um, yeah, it's
1: just their corners suck. <laughs> their corners suck. Their wide receivers suck. I get it, but I, yeah, I, I will. I will say too but with
2: Newsom off the board and everything. I, I get it. I just I had to give you shit because I'm just like the best part of their defense. <laughs> Just, yeah. just shuffle it in like the 49ers. Just keep it going. Just keep yes, it going. Yeah.
1: Hey, it worked for them. It for fucking a did. While. So, you know,
2: right? <laughs> it La- did. Last
1: thing with pay, I think he's probably best used as a five tech. Uh, Which but is he, what he, he would be. There. Yeah, and, and he'll be used as a five tech in that situation. So, that's my
2: He's, he's very, very good. I, I don't want to face the Titans then. I just want to point that out. Um, yeah. glad, glad they're not in a division I care about. Um, so. Uh, Jets up next and they basically got screwed with a lot of edges going off the board here Uh, they got their quarterback of the future, I'm giving them their right tackle of the future, Tevin Jenkins uh, I don't even have his offensive tackle I have it as right tackle from Oklahoma State (laughs) Um, I believe his comp for us was backed in I think that's what you put right for Tevin
1: yeah yeah I think so. I
2: think something like that. Mean. Either way, he's an enormous dude. Uh, he's a great run blocker, pretty good pass blocker. Um, it <laughs> it literally is. They they made the right pick with Beckton last year. Well, let's get the right side.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's let's establish this right now. Chris Sims has no idea what he's talking about with Tevin Jenkins. So if you're going to Chris Sims for your offensive line, uh, like scouting, don't. He said that Tevin Jenkins does know how to run block. That's literally his best trait by far. By so, far.
2: He also said they ran the ball like four times when they have had multiple. Bama. They had a 2,000 yard rusher before last year, or uh, well, yeah. two years ago. And this year they had 2,000 yard rushers, I believe. So yeah. that's just wrong. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's <laughs> just no other way to Presumes put it. Chris is silly. That's just stupid to say it's <laughs> silly all right Adam you're on the clock with the Steelers Najee Harris question mark
3: honestly I was getting really close to taking Najee uh, I think that's the one thing they're really missing is a, a true running back session now with James Connor however this guy has fallen kind to their laps they need offensive line help I think right now you can get a better running back later in the, or not better running back but you can get a pretty solid running back on day two or day three so I'm giving them Christian dares. There's offensive tackle for Virginia tech. He's fallen to them at 24. I think you, you have, you have no choice. You have to kind of take them right now. Um, even with Najee Harris still on the board, I think protect big Ben and Mason Rudolph as, at all costs from miles Garrett. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, i wanted to pick him for the jets i think he could be a stud right tackle but i think he's a plug-and-play starting left tackle i didn't want to make him switch sides just to make a fit when somebody else was there there's is by far the best player available for me i love Naji, but hey, he's running back compared to a a cornerstone book and left tackle
0: it's not even close yeah. yep. that's that's fair good pick adam sweet you're on the clock <laughs> thank you christian <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, we have the Jaguars pick here again at number 25. So Jaguars fans are going to be really happy or they're going to be really pissed. Um, I think they're going to be happy with Trevon. Murray, the safety out of TCU. Now, again, Urban Meyer went out and signed every free agent there, there was to sign. I think, uh, after the Patriots all, are done. Oh uh, yeah. Then the <laughs> Patriots signed, I think the most free agents this off season. Um, they, have, they did sign three safeties. Now, Josh Jones, Rayshon Jenkins is obviously their starting uh, strong safety. And Rudy Ford, I think, is probably like a special teams guy, plug and play type of dude. And um, I know they also have Gerard Wilson, but I think Moerig is like the future safety for them. And he was a standout special teams player also for TCU. So again, if you have to bring him in slowly, I think that's, that's a position that um, they can utilize as well, especially for a young football team. But I think, again, I think he's going to be a stud safety for, for the Jaguars, and they could use him for sure on that defense. So
2: They need a top-end safety bad, uh, and he's the best one of the class. You run the risk if you wait to 33 that he gets picked. Sure. I think there's a good chance he does. So it's smart to just get him and just have it done with. You have enough picks that you can – if, if you think it's slightly high for him, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. You have enough picks or it doesn't matter. He's so good, and they desperately need him. Yeah, I agree I love it.
1: Uh, all right, number twenty six I got to pick for the Browns, uh, which was pretty fun and what? and they got lucky in that the injury concerns obviously were concerning to all twenty five teams, but Caleb Farley's sitting on the board, and the Browns don't really have any any need. Uh, like if you look on paper, their biggest need is probably corner two, just because of the uncertainty with Greedy Williams. Uh, assuming that Greedy Williams comes back, Caleb Farley it probably still overtakes him, assuming that he's healthy. I mean, Caleb Farley profiles as uh, a lockdown CB1 if he if, if he doesn't have back issues and he doesn't even have to do that with the Browns with Denzel Ward on the team. So I think they would go ahead and take this shot on him, despite him falling down the board. And get their CB2 and
0: a Super Bowl. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> let me go. I, I mean,
2: it, like, sure, they need an edge of the future, but somebody went off the board, smarter to wait. Sure, they need maybe wide receiver depth, maybe a one tech D tackle. Possibly, I mean, if Barmore's here, maybe that's the guy, but like, good lord, Farley. I mean worst case you get one starting corner out of farley or greedy most likely your the worst part of your team last year was corner and corner depth is now a strength so that's smart
0: yeah i agree with i agree with you Christian i would take farley in the oh, spot fuck too fuck me then <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, he made the <laughs> I know, but you could have said both of us. God. I only agree with Christian. But Next the only time. thing that scares me is uh all three of our corners are I think Denzel Ward is injury prone. I think uh Caleb Furley has injury problems. I think they're two different things. Well that's I why think. we have three of them. It just doesn't matter <laughs> They so, just all yeah. get injured at different
2: times. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> perfect. Alright, uh, I'm on the clock with the Ravens, the division rivals of the Browns. Uh, this board's kind of weird for them. Uh, they definitely could use rusher slash outside linebacker. Uh, the guys here kind of mimic what they already have. So while I think it's a really good pick, I think I just... I have to pass mainly because they don't truly have like a left guard that they can count on right now. They have somewhat of a center. Uh, so I thought Leonard Dickerson here would be smart. But then I remembered that their right tackle wants to leave because he wants to play left tackle. So if that does happen anytime here uh this season, giving them Elijah Vera Tucker to play right tackle for them makes so much sense. Uh and if they keep Brown at right tackle then Vera Tucker's the one of the best guards in this class by far and he could start left guard for you, your line becomes yet another strength because we all know all they could do is run the ball. Um, <laughs> I think if Bateman was here too, maybe I'd consider that. But I, honestly, this is a home run pick for the Ravens. Who, unfortunately, they're going to run for like 7 billion yards again. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. I like the pick though. I actually like this is incredible value for Vera Tucker. I mean, yeah. he's he's getting mocked up in the teens, but now you see what happens if the Vikings pass on him at fourteen, or if the Giants don't go with him at eleven. Like this is this is about where he could go. Obviously, some yeah, of these think, other teams that drafted tackle could go with him, but but there's, he's not a left tackle.
2: At, well, even if some teams view him that way, there's going to be plenty of teams that don't view him as a tackle at all. So, right. I mean, that's what you got to consider. And we had. Teams like the Colts go and the Bears go different ways, and got way upside talent at the other positions. So, yeah, he falls unfortunately for everyone. I feel like that's every time I pick for the Ravens, I just say unfortunately for everyone they get <laughs> <give>. because <Yeah, laughs> they don't make bad picks, and they're gonna nail this one regardless of who it is.
1: Very true. All right, Adam Saints go.
3: Um, I gave him Terrence Marshall Jr., wide receiver from LSU. Um, I think, you know, my, obviously Michael Thomas is there, but I think they're missing wide receivers too through everything else. I know obviously with Drew Brees, some people are saying they're obviously might take a step back. They might start a rebuild. I think the team is still has a pretty good opportunity to compete for a Super Bowl. Um, if it's Jameis Winston, I think he needs some more weapons. Terrence Marshall is the best weapon on the board right now. Stays in Louisiana. A place for the Saints. Yeah, I think Saints fans would love that.
2: I mean, well, they they could use other stuff, but it, they definitely need a second receiver. So our Houston ceiling comp, really good.
1: our ceiling comp for Marshall is Michael Thomas. So you have two Michael Thomases,
2: which is good because the first cause the first one can be a pain at times. So <laughs> it's <true>. probably good.
1: <laughs> he likes to fight people. <laughs> so does so right, every see. Saints
0: player apparently. So. <laughs>
1: True. Sure. Sweet. You're up.
0: Alright, so number 29 overall. My home state, Green Bay Packers. Now <laughs> That's <laughs> That's funny. Funny. This guy. This so, <laughs> I've followed them, obviously, with me being in Wisconsin now, pretty much. And I follow, you know, how I follow football. I mean, I know pretty much every team, but follow Green Bay, listen to the radio and their biggest gripe and from what I've seen is Kenny Clark's depth there's no depth behind him he gets worn out every game in fourth quarter they're running down their throats so with this pick in mind i've gone with uh Levi on muzarike from Washington a defensive tackle and i think again maybe another guy they could trade back a few spots and get in the second round but he's going to be really good against the run he's going to eat up some of those blocks and and give clark some some rest because he's been on the field so long and as you saw in the NFC Championship, Tampa Bay just wore the hell out of them. And Mike Pettin, see you later. So they need more defensive run help, and yeah. they don't like wide receivers. So they don't. That's true. So I
2: think since 2005, they drafted two skill positions in the first rounds, and that's Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Uh, so they don't want to draft anyone else. I'm um, I'm losing. is really really good. Fringe first round, second round talent. Um, he fits them perfectly. He could play rotational nose tackle as well as three or five tag for him. He'll be a great fit. Uh, Also, is that the first time you said his name? Because if that is, that was impressive. No, I was. It
0: wasn't. I just. I've heard. Uh, I've heard him talked about a lot. Yeah,
2: I've. I've never heard you say his name. So I was just like, oh, thank you. Way to go. Good job. Because I fucked that up the first four times. (laughs) So I just wanted to point that out. I
1: still do. I still do. I did really bad in our defensive tackle rankings episode too, like I'm multiple times. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm on the clock with the Bills, and I actually I messaged Jeff beforehand. I said just don't don't get mad at me uh, with this Bills pick because I I can see where this would make Bills fans mad. But uh, Randy talked about him a little bit a couple picks ago. I went with Landon Dickerson, the interior offensive lineman from Alabama. To the Bills, I understand that they have you know a perce- a perceived need at running back. I think they have CB two question marks. But here's the thing: with picking this late, like you're you're going to be reaching on someone, right? If you're picking Landon Dickerson here, and that means that he medically checked out, then you're not reaching. You're getting extreme value, and he can slot into your left guard position. Uh, Or realistically, he's your your long-term fix at center uh, after Mitch Morris is done. So Landon Dickerson immediately makes Singletary and Zach Moss look a lot better uh, because he's as mauling as it gets. And so I went with him, and that – I mean, it also helps Josh Allen and his little little QB sneak bullshits that make Devin Singletary and Zach Moss super irrelevant for fantasy football, but – I like it. I know no one else will. But I I,
2: after you made it. I I did some more research on it. And there's a lot of Bills fans that are not ultra happy with Mitch Morse. So maybe getting the guy the future and a guy that's clearly a first round talent, if he's healthy, will make some people happy. They do need a left guard. So. It's not an awful pick by any means. And maybe this will make the running game better as it is. I don't think you could take yet another guy this fucking early at running back. <laughs> like, you can't. Like, I don't think either of them are bad either. So, it, fuck it.
1: Um, They're both actually fairly
2: good. Yeah. Fairly they just good. don't really blend together, right? It's weird. No. All no. right. Uh, moving on to the former champs, the Chiefs at 31. Uh, they decided to. I don't know what with the AFC West didn't just say fuck all of our offensive linemen, uh, but they got rid of both tackles. They need tackle desperately. Obviously they could use like a, another bigger body receiver. I think they could wait. I'm on with Samuel Cosme. Who's a first round talent player to me. I think uh, like grade wise, he's going to be a second, but he's my tackle four. Uh, I think he could play either side. I really do love his game. He's athletic. I think he's a perfect starter for them. They have some guys that they like at guard. Well, they definitely have their starting guards. Uh, and they think they have a starting center. And they think they might have at least one starting tackle. Now you have for sure one and hopefully two. Cosme is going to be really good for them. And um, yeah, I mean, you have to protect Mahomes. You just do. He's getting paid way too much. And he's way too good to get destroyed behind a bad offensive line. And yeah, we they saw they what happened.
0: To. I yeah. mean, if you don't want to, that's fine.
2: He's. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't have his tackles in a, a, a big game called the Super Bowl, and he got murdered, and the Bucks ran away with it. Uh, and I think Cosme can help out with that.
1: For sure. I agree. I like it. All right, Adam, finish us out for this first episode. Now, I don't think I talked about it at the beginning, but we will be doing day two, so rounds two and three later this week. This is just going to be the first round. So Adam's going to finish us out with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
3: So really thought about uh, trading this pick away. Um, I really think Tampa is probably, in my gut feeling, I think Tampa's going to trade this pick uh, when it comes down to it. We've seen a lot of times Super Bowl champ rarely picks in the first round. I know like the last two years it's happened, but it's not a huge shock. If the team wants a player they're high on, Starts to fall, they might be able to want to drop uh, trade up, uh, but for right now I kept I kept them uh, staying in the first round and I gave them Gregory Rasu so uh, Gregory from Miami. for Miami. Sure. Um, Gregory, just, I gave him Gregory for <laughs> Miami edge rusher. Um, I think they it really isn't a bad pick for them here. Um, I know they need some help on line on both sides offense and defensive line. He's kind of fallen to them here at 32. I think it's a good fit for both both parties. So they kind of take the chance and take him. I just want to say
0: something before Randy gets to start out because I can just see the wheels turning his head. Bruce Arians is the Joker. He's an agent of chaos, so he's definitely going to take a running
1: back here. And that's it's, yeah, Najee Harris. No I just
0: don't
2: see... For I just don't see how they could take a running back. They've, they've signed... Oh, they, can. they will. They brought <laughs> they in they Geo. Can. But they, they have four running backs that can realistically that sucks. play. You're not I just wrong. don't see... I, I mean, I think they probably take one next year. So I just Or maybe they take one in the second or third. I just don't think they can here. But Let's get a fifth. Four. <laughs> there's fucking... They have no holes. like their draft picks are going to be future needs <laughs> so i they need a rotational edge that's for sure possibly edge of the future they need rotational d tackle possibly quarterback in the, the future there's no one here that's worth it um
0: <laughs> Davis, <laughs> either no. way
2: but because they need edge and d tackle the future also rotational guys gregory so does both he's that weird body type where he's kind of both already he played both already they'll put him in the best situations to win. I, this is probably the best landing spot for him, honestly. Cause he really he's raw, but if he hits his ceiling, good lord. <laughs> Especially for this team. Come on.
1: Yeah, he's just we've we've gone back and forth about Rousseau. I don't want to make this about my thoughts about Rousseau, but I just I, yeah what's his role at the next level? He's not fast. He's long. But I, he's I not think super I just. Strong.
2: I think I just said he was going to be an edge or a D de-tackle. I think that's pretty.
1: Well, yeah, but I don't think he's fast enough to be an edge, and I don't think he's strong yeah, enough he to is. be a D tackle. He's
2: fast. fast. Enough. He's fast enough to be an edge. Every that's edge doesn't great. have to be a speed rusher, Christian. That's, <laughs> that's not that's how true. League, but where. he's not
1: powerful. That's the point. Perfect. Like he's long and he Listen, wins that Derek way. Derek
2: Wolf's an edge. He's not a speed rusher by any fucking means. Well, I know. Pretty paid champ, too. Derek Wolfe. Thank hey, he's know. good as fuck. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> he could play inside and outside, and that's they need both. I mean, it makes yeah. sense to give him an edge that does both or a tackle that does both.
1: Get you an edge that does both. Could
2: it be exactly. a
0: running <laughs> back? Fuck, probably for this dude.
2: I don't. It's he's, he's the next michael Olstad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, guys, that'll do it for our first round of the Mega Mock. Join us again on Thursday, where we will have rounds two and three of the mega mock and then you know after that we randy are we doing a friday fix this week did we no. say <laughs> we said no yeah you i you work, I'm, right? I'm away you're out of time. no 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 you're yeah, out
2: yeah. i'm out of town thursday at noon on so yeah
1: okay sounds good so uh mega mock this week next week we'll have uh bold predictions
2: rumors I'd saw, we'll have something on monday and then yeah which uh, well i mean tuesday and then we won't have uh another show until the live stream
1: yeah so that's wild that only two more shows after you've listened to this one until our nfl draft live stream the draft is right around the corner i am so fucking pumped i know you guys are also pumped uh so again make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube uh follow us on twitter at the cut ffb Adam where can we find you on twitter
3: uh a-, a mac one two three four
1: yeah you gotta fix that bro uh we we gotta get you a. a you gotta be nice. like a mac nfl you just follow the so,
3: trend
2: you don't have to follow the trend you but, don't have to follow uh, the trend i don't think we uh gave the uh other company uh, adam also works for all about the birds uh, yeah as well as us and uh he's did a lot of pro days and hopefully he continues to get work like that and keeps killing it. Yeah,
1: hopefully we get to go to pro days next year. Jesus, fuck. I want to go. <laughs> well, wait. Uh,
2: go to the senior bowl first and then we'll figure it out from there.
1: That's true. All right, sweet, where can we find you on Twitter?
0: At FF, sour patch kid. still.
1: I love it. Keep it. Never change. <laughs> this is a yearbook. Changed. Never change. I, I I changed. My, we'll talk about that. Mine changed
2: option. from the one I had in high school. You're really mad about that.
0: <laughs> no.
1: We we need to get your uh, your offensive line number back in your no. your Twitter <laughs> handle though. Seventy two,
0: maybe. Seventy one. How dare <laughs> you? <It was> close. <laughs> We've been friends for years. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So you can find me at C Williams NFL and Randy at Our Hall NFL. <laughs> Again, guys, thank you for joining us. If you liked what you heard, drop us a review. If not, tell us to go fuck ourselves. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. For Adam Mac, Brandon Sweet, and Randy Hall, I am Christian Williams. We will talk to you guys on Thursday. Later.